0: Inside Florida Politics, powered by Gannett. Florida's surge of COVID-19 cases is straining the healthcare system. Governor Ron DeSantis' administration continues to battle with school districts en masse, and the governor's taking heat for pushing a COVID treatment made by a company that one of his big donors is heavily invested in. Hello, I'm Sarasota Herald Tribune political editor, Zach Anderson. Those are some of the stories I'll be discussing today with Gannett State Capitol reporter John Kennedy and Palm Beach Post politics editor Antonio Finns. But first... The music means it's number time. Antonio, welcome back from vacation. Did you bring us a number from uh, the other side of the country?
1: Yeah, but you know, you guys are going to say I'm still on
0: vacation because my number is zero. All right. Didn't work too hard for that number today. John, how about you?
2: (laughs) Zach, to to paraphrase LeBron James when he went to the Miami Heat, I'm here this week with not one, but two. Two is my number this week.
0: All right. Uh, I also have a pair this week. My number is 66. Remember those numbers, folks. Write them down. We'll tell you what they mean in Florida politics at the end of the show. Well, Florida's latest wave of COVID-19 cases shows no sign of tapering off as massive levels of new infections and hospitalizations continue. The situation is very much straining the state's hospital system and emergency systems. Some Florida communities have urged people not to call an ambulance if they can avoid it because the 911 system has been swamped with calls. And is getting overwhelmed meanwhile a growing number of florida hospitals have suspended elective surgeries to free up space for covid patients and the death toll from this pandemic keeps rising antonio doctors and emergency officials are describing a pretty dire situation but it seems like the state sort of has a split personality on this right now a lot of people are worried a lot of people are taking precautions to try and stop the spread but many restaurants businesses tourist hotspots are still Bustling Governor DeSantis let the state of emergency lapse and has been trying to downplay the severity of the problem. How long can we go on like this?
1: Well, Zach, I mean, until the hospital systems and healthcare networks finally collapse. Look, I'm, I'm not being flippant here, but that is kind of the unstated answer to that question. But you are absolutely right. I mean, Florida does have a split personality on this, and and the easy narrative is to say it's politically partisan issue that you know Democrats are more concerned about and Republicans are not. That's, and and as we have all reported, that is certainly a major piece
0: of it. And I'm not so sure. uh, Right. I mean, I think a lot of people are just, they, they, they don't want to be at home. They, they are worried about the economy. I mean, there's gotta be some way to, to uh, keep some sense of normalcy, right? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That's my, my other
1: point. And you know, there, there is, you know, that uh, there's another major factor and that is the lingering resentment and anger among potentially, you know, millions of Floridians about the economic shutdown last year. Look, that month or so in which the state joined the rest of the country by closing businesses inflicted an incalculable amount of economic hardship and emotional anguish. People lost their jobs. People lost their businesses. Many, many people endured the humiliation of having to wait in car lines for a box of handout food. And in the end, from their standpoint, they got nothing for it. Worse, more than a couple million Floridians got COVID, and though a stunning 40,000 or so people or 30 plus thousand people have died from it, that's not how many people see this. From their standpoint, they say, look, you made me lose my job or my business, and then I still got this illness. And while it was bad, it wasn't as bad as going hungry and worrying about losing my home. So for better or worse, gentlemen, that is how a lot of people see this. And right now, these people are not listening to public health experts. They, in fact, see public health officials as the proponents of shutdown policies and just don't want to hear about, you know, wearing a mask or vaccinations. And of course, that provides a fertile political landscape for the governor's downplaying of the virus, or as his would be rival next year, uh, former Governor Charlie Chris said this week, to behave as is everything is, uh, quote-unquote, hunky-dory when everyone outside the state of Florida can see it's not. The problem is that, as viruses spread, they mutate, they get worse. And here we have the Delta variant. You know, This COVID variant is more transmissible than the one we dealt with last year. It is getting young people sick and very sick at that. It's a different ball game, but a lot of Floridians just don't wanna accept it. So you're seeing the, the bars full, you're seeing the airports full, you're seeing the theme parks loaded up with people. Now, the best way to defeat this virus is to wear a mask and be vaccinated but, you know, politics is not about nuance and neither really is economics. You know, it's about mobilization. And right now, anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers are well mobilized. They have platforms to share their misinformation. And, and even and even though polls show they are minority, just this week, an FAU poll release showed widespread backing for vaccine passports for travel, somewhere ranging in the high 60 percent, 70 percent range, depending on what kind of travel. But that still means that 30 percent. Something percent of the people in Florida, uh, you know, are in that no mask, no vax club, or at least not respecting the virus. And for a virus, thirty percent of twenty million people would be more than enough to keep spreading, keep mutating. Uh, so Zach, we are going to go like this for a while.
0: Yeah, but it's not really an either or, is it? I mean, uh, you know, the it's not like we either are, are shut down or or wide open. Um, obviously, we have this vaccine that that is, you know, it's not uh, it's proven. Um, you know, not what people would hope in terms of uh, limiting infections, but it is stopping uh, people, the vast majority of people from having to go to the hospital. I mean, do you think that there's enough going on here to get people vaccinated? Obviously, there there's a group of people that just doesn't. Yeah,
1: look, I mean, yeah, we've said that plenty of times on this podcast. Look, the best way to keep business open is to keep the infection rate low. Sick people can't go to work. Sick people can't go to restaurants. They can't go to theme parks. You know, and the best way to do that is wear a mask and get vaccinated. But and and I would say that if you look at these polls and you look at the vaccination rate, you know, 50 to 60 percent of Floridians accept that.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like most people are against vaccines. I mean, the, the, the vaccine rate among seniors is pretty high. And, and you got to think that, you know, a, a huge chunk of those people are uh, conservatives or others who, who might not be uh, in favor of mandates, but they've got the vaccine. So um, where where is the I, I guess I'm not quite understanding um, where the, the the problem here is and being more aggressive and encouraging people to get vaccinated.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I hear that from businesses all the time. Like, you know, look, just get vaccinated, put on your mask, and I think, but the fact of the matter is, and I, and I think most people understand that. The problem is that when you're dealing with a global pandemic, most people is not enough people. You need a yeah. vast, You need, for herd immunity, you need the vast majority of people and we're not there.
0: That's for sure. Well, as the virus rages, DeSantis has done everything he can to ensure that the government doesn't mandate public health precautions like masks or business restrictions. The mask wars reached a new level this week when the State Board of Education met to discuss punishments for school districts in Alachua and Broward counties that are defying the governor's executive order aimed at prohibiting mandatory masks in schools. The Board of Education floated the idea of suspending school officials who continue to disobey the governor. John, what do you think, uh, are these empty threats or could we see uh, state officials crack down hard here? I mean, they're starting to face even uh, more uh, rebellion since that Board of Education met uh, Hillsborough and Miami-Dade. Adopted uh, tougher mass mandates, you'd have to suspend a heck of a lot of people if you want that route.
2: Yeah, that that seems to be the course we're going. You know, you know, for now it seems that the state board of education, which is completely deferential to Desantis, it, it's it's really doing more barking than biting right now. Uh, you, you know, in the in the Alachua and Broward cases, which we listened to this week, uh, they they muscled up the respective county school superintendents uh, that, during this emergency meeting that they held on the uh, the mask mandates in those counties. But uh, rather than acting more forcefully in the meeting, you know, calling for immediate action or something, uh, in, instead, they said that they need to do further investigation. And they uh, plan to, uh, as the board chair, Tom Grady, said, take all legal steps to assure that no mask mandates uh, without easy opt-outs for parents are in place. That seems to be the real distinction, is that the counties that are going for the stricter mask mandates are those that are Basically, putting in place a you know mask requirement unless you have a doctor's permission, you know, a a, a note that says for medical reasons you should not wear a mask, Uh, which is
0: which is pretty hard to do, right? I mean, you got to go and get your doctor to sign off on that, make an appointment. So, I mean, there's not going to be a whole lot of people that opt out under that,
2: right? That that would be the goal of uh, of of the school districts, presumably. Um, You know, what what Desantis? uh, You you recall? You know, it's a few weeks ago now, but Desantis crowed about no mask mandates, well, he they were almost immediately put in a position where they basically are allowing mask mandates, but you have to have a parent's opt-out. You know, that's, uh, that's pretty forceful where parents can just say, you know, I don't want to send my kid. So it undermines the mask mandate. Uh, but it also allows a mask mandate to exist, uh, which De- DeSantis once upon a time made it sound like he wasn't even going to allow that. Um, but the 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 whole threat that may be coming from the Board of Education, it all focuses on withholding money or removal from office. But it seems that these you know, you know unanimous decisions that, that that the board made uh, that they're designed to really buy more time to where you know I, I guess they think that school boards will bow under the pressure and enact uh, the opt outs for parents. But, uh, you know, I I don't think that's going to happen. And we we saw it Just two days after that Board of Education meeting on Broward and Alachua here, Miami-Dade and Hillsborough school boards uh, met and adopted no easy opt out mask requirements, uh, requiring that doctor's explanation as to why your child should be exempt. Now, now Sarasota is scheduled to take up a mask mandate on Friday in a meeting where mandatory masks may be pushed. Uh, So, you know, revolution is in the air. And uh, the, the bottom line, it seems to be, is that, you know, cases are skyrocketing. Hillsborough is uh, d- d- just back in school for uh, several days, and they are ha- have a thousand quarantined students. Uh, Miami-Dade is going back next week, and they're concerned about cases, you know, soaring there. So it, it just seems like, you know, events may overtake the strict mask freedom stand that DeSantis and the Board of Education seems to be backing. Uh, it, it it seems hard to believe that the governor really wants to pick this kind of fight over this if uh, cases continue to rise and school boards say they just want to protect the vulnerable. But so far, DeSantis is unyielding.
0: Yeah. And and the big uh, X factor here is how much do cases continue to rise? I think, you know, the governor. Uh, it was uh, a few weeks ago seemed sort of optimistic that maybe we were you know getting close to a plateau or something like that and it doesn't look like it It looks like you know we've we've really continued to have a really severe outbreak that shows no uh signs of of really ebbing at this point and uh you know schools are are uh right in the middle of it John, This is would be pretty unprecedented, right? If he starts suspending a bunch of school officials, I mean, the governors, uh, this governor and other governors have suspended local officials before for malfeasance and, you know, kind of gross incompetence. But to just sort of suspend a whole uh, array of uh, school boards because they're trying to enact public health Um, measures would be totally unprecedented. Right.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing has been anything like this. And, uh, you know, how far does the governor want to push it? You're going to have the National Guard arriving on school campuses to enforce uh, mask freedom. Uh, You know, and then, of course, the the Biden administration has stepped into it as well, because uh, the, the president has said that counties not just in florida but this this is popping up in other states as well arizona is going through a, a similar kind of a standard with its governor um on on the issue of masks in school but but the biden administration is saying all that federal money that it w- was sent as part of the american uh, recovery act and uh, all this uh, d- d- funds that the counties uh have some of it is still being held by the state but anyway that that money could be used to uh, replace uh, whatever is withheld by state governors uh, in the case of uh, trying to impose some kind of a ban on mask mandates. So the Biden administration is trying to encourage the masks in school, too, by basically telling counties, you know, if, if the state tries to withhold money, you still got federal funds here that's going to cover whatever they're taking away.
0: Yeah, it's become a real war between DeSantis uh, and Biden. Uh, you know, Biden, uh, took a shot at at some of these uh, governors that are, um, you know, taking a stand against masks in schools. Yesterday, again. Uh, Uh, he mentioned something that DeSantis, I think, went on Sean Hannity and said, you know, that Biden is obsessed with, uh, you know, masking kindergartners. And, uh, you know, it it definitely uh, this tit for tat continues. Antonio, uh, the governor has removed Broward County officials from office before. How do you think it would play this time if he tried it again uh, with these school officials?
1: Well, you know, not just Broward County Sheriff, but also the elections chief in Palm Beach County and even water district managers, too. But, so that clearly is not a bridge too far for this governor, but I am hearing that is unlikely now. And, and for three reasons, you know, first legal analysts say it's the governor who actually who may be on shaky ground here. You know, they point out that counties have you know, school districts with some independent funding sources from local real estate taxes and locally elected school boards. They say, you know, these legal analysts say that, you know, they can see where judges will rule that mask mandates in a public health crisis in which can't be vaccinated children are now arguably among the most vulnerable. It is a decision for the elected leaders in a county school district to decide. Two, there are now three major school districts that are at least three major that are defying the governor. If he were to take action against one, he would have to follow through on the others. And don't get me wrong, the Trump base that Desantis is so courting so aggressively would absolutely love to see that. He would be a hero to them. But Desantis would likely lose. For, favor among a lot of other GOP-leaning voters who would see this as way overreach. And three, in a way, the governor has kind of already made it to mission accomplished, you know, at least for the moment. Congressional Democrats this week said they have given up on him being, quote unquote, a responsible governor because they said he is playing presidential politics. Whether it's true or not, he has clearly sided with the hard right on this. They already identify with him, and he is getting lots of national attention on conservative media, giving speeches in Utah and other states. You know, in terms of 2024 politics, he's well on his way. Again, all of this, at least for now. Now, if the governor were to win all these lawsuits on face coverings and schools and cruise lines and vaccine passports, then, yeah, he, he could take a real draconian move like removing school officials. You know, like he cleaned, out, ha- cleaned house with some of these water management districts early in his term. But right now, he's kind of won that political battle by forcing at least a vast majority of school districts in the state to include either opt-out provisions on mask mandates or at least give you know parental final say in, in these so-called mask mandates that in many cases are really not requirements. The danger for him, though, is if he loses the lawsuits, then it will come across, he'll come across as toothless to the base, and that would not be a good look in no way.
0: It is a good point, Antonio. I mean, the governor has been largely successful here. The number of districts that uh, are defying him is not that many, although there's some of the larger ones um, in the state. So they, they do have a, a lot of students. Well, DeSantis may not like COVID restrictions, but much like former president Donald Trump, his mentor, the governor likes promoting COVID-19 treatments and has been traveling the state touting the monoclonal antibody therapy offered by Regeneron. Some have questioned why the governor seems to be more focused on Regeneron than, uh, vaccines. And there's also been uh, an issue that's come up about how one of the governor's biggest campaign donors is heavily invested in Regeneron. John, you looked into this. What did you find?
2: Yeah, well, Zach, you know, monoclonal antibody treatment has been around for a while, and the treatment using the drug Regeneron has been endorsed and distributed to the states by the Biden administration. But uh, you know, it, it may have been most famously used by former President Trump, who uh, sang the praises of the antibody treatment he received when when he came down with COVID, uh, saying it made him bounce back, feeling uh, you know better than ever. Uh, undoubtedly, there's some. Trump bluster in there, but it but it does seem to work. And plenty of prominent Republicans, Rudy Giuliani, and now this week, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who just came down with COVID, they've been treated with it. Well, a, a major investor in Regeneron has been the hedge fund Citadel, whose CEO uh, billionaire uh, G- Kenneth Griffin has given almost $11 million to the governor's campaigns, the uh, the first installment uh, during his 2018 governor's race, and now uh, five million dollars just in in April for the governor's uh, uh, re-election, presumably. Um, uh, Democrats have been lighting Twitter on fire, saying that this, uh, you know, that DeSantis is promoting Regeneron monoclonal treatment to pump up his big donor investment. And it uh, became, you know, yet another battlefield in the highly politicized war against COVID. Uh, now, you know, for Citadel, the $16 million of shares of Regeneron that it owns is a is a tiny fraction of the hedge fund's massive holdings. But for DeSantis, who has now opened a um, uh, five or maybe even six sites in the past week to provide about 300 treatments a day, Uh, Regeneron is looking like a, a, a way to at least slightly restrain uh, a, a runaway virus in this state that is uh, on fire largely because his base of voters refuses to get vaccinated or do much in the way of safety protocols. Uh, we, we already mentioned how you know, the governor is defying calls from the Centers for Disease Control to have children wear masks. Um, so Desantis's supporters love this freedom, but the, the freedom means that they're, they're getting sick. And uh, some of them are dying from this virulent uh, Delta variant, and the uh, and DeSantis is sensing, I think, the reality of this problem with hospitals overcrowded, turning away elective surgeries, which are a big source of their revenue, and the uh, the virus numbers make uh, Florida one of the global hotspots for this. Uh, pandemic right now, Um, I think the governor is seeing that I've got a lot of people who won't get vaccinated, and I'm not going to try to change that. Uh, you can dispute that thinking. Uh, but the uh, Trump network has fanned the flames of conspiracy and wariness about vaccines. And the governor, you know, even as he kind of promotes vaccines, he's sort of feasted on this uh, th- this kind of uh, antagonism toward uh, government rules and government authority, uh, even though he's a big fan of using his own authority. Um, but he he's been Promoting vaccines in, in, a, in a strange sense lately, kind of pointing out that you can still get sick with them, which uh, some critics see as really, you know, diminishing support for more immunizations. So um, he's effectively reached the point where the governor acknowledges that people are going to get sick. A lot of them are my people. And uh, uh, I, I've got a treatment here that can keep some from dying or crowding hospitals, and the Joe Biden administration is paying for it. So uh, go ahead, do what you want to 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 to, to do. You'll get sick from COVID. But we've got a therapy now available in select locations that may keep you from dying. That's sort of the message that seems to be coming from the governor's office. Don't, don't wear a mask. Don't socially distance. Uh, get vaccinated if you want. It's better. But guess what? If you get real sick, we've got something that's going to bring you back, monoclonal antibodies. And, uh, you know, oh, by the way, they're made by my biggest donor.
0: <laughs> Antonio what are you what are your thoughts? I mean the governor does you know you know talk about how vaccines are effective and when the vaccines um, were first uh, getting rolled out he was he was out there uh, promoting them and uh, opening vaccine clinics and uh, really talking about them a lot and making them the focus. He you know, it, it. it's not true to say that he doesn't support vaccination. He has talked about the effectiveness of vaccination. But I think some of his critics are saying he's not really making them the focus of some of these press conferences. And instead, he's focused on this Regeneron, which people might not need if they were vaccinated. Um, do you think do you think that, uh, you know, that's a, a fair criticism? Well, no, I
1: mean, I think John basically put it best that you know that he's got x number of floridians many of them people that he hopes will vote for him getting sick and those folks don't want to get the vaccine we saw what happened when he did come out and the same week that sean hannity came out kind of really telling the vaccine how they got roasted on social media by the anti-vaxxers so this is kind of you know look as one political operative told me this week it's kind of a diabolically brilliant political move you know We've been hearing from all sorts of pundits talking about how the governor had boxed himself in by opposing mask and vaccine mandates, even as Florida, you know, rates as a global COVID hotspot. The reasoning was that the governor gave himself no politically face-saving way out as more and more Floridians got terribly sick. There was really no way for him to backtrack on wearing a mask or getting the vaccine. Well, enter Regeneron, enter the face-saving way out. Uh, This is the proverbial third way. Look, from DeSantis' standpoint, it looks like the perfect third solution. It reinforces the message that COVID isn't that big a deal. Hey, you're sick? Well, don't go to the hospital. Just come over here and get juiced up <laughs> courtesy of one of my biggest donors, and you're good.
0: And it and even she- sounds like you just say the word Regeneron, and it feels like it sounds like it's going to like uh, soup you up and make you like yeah, a superhero. Look, it's going to revive you. Regeneron. I,
1: <laughs> I don't know about what he said at other places, but what he said in West Palm Beach, he even name-dropped Donald Trump, the former president who got – this kind of this cocktail went back in October and came back to the white, white house ripped off his mask. And here we went on the (laughs) campaign trail. Hey, look, you know, and truth is, let's be honest, truth is for an unknown number of people, this will work. And every person that it does help is one less patient that will end up in an emergency room. And that will relieve at least theoretically, some of the pressure in hospitals, but there's a problem. And the problem is in the fine print. If you're sick and need to be tested, You know, you've got some long waits. Yesterday, on Wednesday, in Palm Beach County, the same day, at about the same time that the governor was touting this new Regeneron clinic in the county, there was a two-hour wait to get tested for COVID and presumably get your, let's call it the COVID-positive passport, to get your Regeneron treatment. You know, that's going to be a lot of hassle for someone already feeling pretty bad. Second, people getting sick are going to be mostly, if we heard, going to be those types of people that have not been really taking this that serious in the first place. So in the end, they may still wait until it's way too late to get the Regeneron treatment, and the only recourse will still still be the nearest ER. Third, as we have all reported, some of the worst infection rates are in the lower-density rural counties. These Regeneron centers really aren't going to be within reach of many of the populations that will need them the most. And to start putting these Regeneron centers in all of these other rural counties and out, you know, in central Florida and I'm sorry, not I mean the, the central part of the state uh, would seem like a big expense that Florida taxpayers would rebel at when when a simple mask or vaccine could avoid all that. So speaking of which, gentlemen, I am going to go all history here. You know, DeSantis, like Trump, loves to laud the founding fathers in American history and all things patriotic especially as he's going across the country, freedom fighting against mask wearing and COVID safety rules. So I'm gonna throw a little 1776 out here. It was founding father, Benjamin Franklin, who coined the phrase, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And a lot of the suffering and costs associated with COVID uh, could be avoided with just a
0: simple mask and, this, and a simple vaccination. All right, well, we're gonna move on to some numbers here. John, you wanna tell us about yours?
2: Yeah, Zach, I was here with a 2, and 2 is 2%. And that's how much the Florida economy grew over the past year after uh, cratering to a negative half of 1% during 2020. That was uh, reported this week by state economists. The uh, rebound is uh, modest, but uh, still important. It's a key contributor to uh, another move by state economists this week that they, they upgraded Florida's revenue forecast by $2.6 billion. That means more money available for state government and all its you know many spending needs uh, Uh, in next year's budget. The, uh, the legislature begins its election year session in January and for governor DeSantis and, uh, incumbent legislators, this means that their, their job is going to be a little bit easier when it comes to putting a budget together. Uh, undoubtedly DeSantis, as he heads for his reelection campaign, will be crowing about how this better economy is because he kept the state in a minimal lockdown period last year when the, the pre vaccine COVID pandemic was raging. And, uh, Oops! Here we are in the uh, post-vaccine pandemic, and uh, COVID numbers and hospitalizations are still raging in Florida. Now, now ec- economists they, they they avoided much talk about this, about the current state that we're in, and what impact it could have on the economy, because we're already seeing some reports nationally about for example you know airlines are not as busy as they were you know in the springtime and early summer now a lot of people are maybe curtailing travel which of course in a in a state like florida tourist dependent that's gonna that's gonna ripple through the economy pretty fast but um this the the state economists did they did point out what they they called a faster than expected reopening of the economy in last spring and summer but um is, we're still a little bit unknown is what the latest surge is going to do. Um, but along with the uh, increase in general revenue, the state will also still have six billion dollars in unspent federal aid that had come in and uh, are is part of two big Biden administration backed uh, stimulus packages. So, um, you know, lawmakers are floating in cash. They, they were last year when they approved what ultimately became the state's first triple digit Billion dollar budget. It's a 100 billion dollar budget after a uh, Desantis vetoes the first time in state history it ever hit that pl- plateau. Um, but but that was helped by almost 14 billion dollars worth of federal aid. So how much the state's robust economy is uh, Desantis magic, which uh, Republicans will say, or Joe Biden bailout, which you'll hear from Democrats. That's uh, the stuff of political campaigning uh, next year. And the uh, $2.6 billion upgrade in revenue forecast this week, that may take some of the pressure off state programs and projects and legislatures who have to, uh, and the legislators who have to shape it. But um, it also will be money that will play into this campaign narrative where, uh, you know, has DeSantis been helpful to the Florida economy or is he being helped mostly by the policies of Democrats in Washington? Um, By by the way, that 2% Florida growth, it still lags the the nation's economy, which is on track to grow by 7% this year, the biggest level in more than 35 years after uh, it tanked by 3.5% in 2020. So, um, you know, Florida's doing doing better right now, but uh, a lot of it is sort of, uh, you know, artificially inflated maybe too.
0: Yeah, and it does seem like a national recovery. I saw a headline this morning that said uh, unemployment claims nationally are the were the lowest um, last month since the the start of the pandemic. So um, definitely not just Florida. Antonio, uh, you have the big goose egg. You Want to tell us about that? Yeah,
1: zero is the number of states that health advocates say expanded Medicaid. Uh, and then realized it was too expensive and had to back out because the price tag was too high. Zero, none. In fact, 38 states expanded Medicaid coverage to lower-income people after the 2020 Affordable Care Act. Florida, however, is not one of those. And that has been a source of frustration to advocates who say as many as 1 million Floridians would qualify for health care coverage under the federal program if Florida would opt into it. But state officials, including governors Rick Scott and Ron DeSantis, have said no thanks over the past 11 years. And the GOP-dominated legislature has shown, well, zero interest, too. So even amid the COVID health emergency and with medical professionals saying Medicaid expansion would bolster preventive care and save on healthcare costs at emergency rooms and hospitals, Florida still remains one of a dozen states still saying no to the federal funds. Now, that, however, may soon change. Not because of a change in heart in Tallahassee, though. Instead, it's because Florida congressional Democrats said this week they will use budget reconciliation on Capitol Hill to insert language to bypass the opposition from DeSantis and the uh, Republican lawmakers here. They say they will this this language they will insert into the next bill will create a way uh, for qualifying people to apply to Medicaid directly for coverage. Or perhaps for cities and counties to join the program without state permission, the money they say has already been appropriated. So the only the only thing that's missing is just the, this to write the language into law. Congressman Ted Deutch, a Boca Raton Democrat, said the move is precisely an end around Desantis and Republican Tallahassee. By one estimate, he said the state has passed up $66 billion in federal aid since 2010. Uh, the GOP complaint of excessive potential recurring costs or Florida taxpayers, if, if, they were, if we were to expand Medicaid, is a moot point, they say, because the feds will pick up 90 percent of the bill for Medicaid expansion. Or as Allison Yeager, the executive director of, Florida Health, of the Florida Health Justice Project, put it, you just have to look at the record of Medicaid expansion. She said 38 states and the District of Columbia have tried it and zero of them have backtracked, she said. Showing it worked and claims of unaffordable state
0: uh, costs for states are just not corroborated. All right, Congress trying to make an end run around the Florida legislature on Medicaid expansion. I have a hunch that even if they were successful, the legislature would. Um, Put some roadblocks in the way here, but we'll see what happens. My number is 66, as in 66% of Floridians agreed with the CDC guidelines that all students, staff, and teachers wear masks in school. That's according to a poll released this week from Florida Atlantic University. If you just looked at that number, you think there's overwhelming opposition to the governor's push to ban mask mandates in school. But the poll also found that 51% of Floridians believe it should be up to parents to decide whether their kids wear masks in school. So there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance there. People want masks in school, but they also want to, there to be parental choice, which is leading to a lot of children going maskless. Regardless, the parental choice argument pushed by DeSantis does appear to have some resonance, even as schools struggle to handle the spread of COVID 19. That wraps up another episode of Inside Florida Politics. I want to thank our audio production guru, Thomas Cordy, and thanks to all of you for listening. Stay safe. We're out of here.